0: Hello, Shiro's. This is our show that features strong women and engages in conversations to empower you. Join me as we start our new season with Unsung Shiro's. My name is Pauline Lopez, and welcome to Shiro Talk.
1: Did you know that the mere sight smell and even thought of food can increase your stomach's acid production so if
0: you have in this special episode of shiro talk we feature an unsung shiro who has amassed followers on social media for her simple yet informative way of sharing information on health Dr. Geraldine Zamora, more commonly known to her followers as at jing.md was initially brought to the spotlight when she was awarded the TOYM for medicine as science and art and when they published their award-winning books for internal medicine. Despite all the hardships she has been through, she managed to put her focus on her accomplished career as an internist and rheumatologist, author, professor, and researcher.
1: I felt that I have to do something more than just, you know, prescribe them medicines and diagnose them. It's really not that my calling is a doctor, but really more of my calling is to extend myself more. Not just a physician who heals physical ailments, but also to help them find resources to help them get better.
0: While not all countries ensure equal opportunities in the field of medicine, our country is blessed to have female physicians and allied health professionals continuously providing education and service. Especially nowadays when people refer to Google for any medical consultations, it helps that there are healthcare professionals paving their way through social media platforms to spread proper information to care for our health. Today, we find out how Shiro's like her managed to uplift others and herself in this episode. Good day, Dr. Geraldine or Dr. Jing. Welcome to Shiro Talk. So it's so nice to have a physician on the show this time around talking about advocacies on health information.
1: So how are you? I'm good. Thanks for inviting me here, Pauline. Sorry for my catch. <laughs> Once no, <enjoyed>. it's
0: okay.
1: <laughs> He's a Shiro too.
0: <laughs> yes, I love so it. What I mean. How important is it to share content about health and wellness on social media platforms like TikTok?
1: I think it's very important to share health and wellness um, information on social media platforms such as TikTok or Instagram, Facebook pages or um, even Twitter because there is so much misinformation out there Mm. um, either from those with false beliefs you know uh, a lot of filipinos have medical fallacies like for example they believe that mungo is bad for gout and things like that now some people just really believe it maybe it's passed on from generation to generation but worse some misinformation come from um, those who wish to take advantage of people who are, for example, desperate to get better, and they appeal to the emotions of those people. And so, in effect, the more doctors out there who share correct medical information or information about health and wellness, then um, it's possible that we can overpower. The fake news, no, and um, hopefully people believe the more accurate information that we post on social media.
0: Yeah, so this is why you pursued this type of content that you're sharing, right?
1: Yes, doing that, you know, your social media teaching was helping more people, so I just continued doing it. So eventually, na ng Instagram, syempre, nauso na yung mga TikTok, so syempre, kailangan mung bumagay. Diba sabi nga nila, you have to reach your audience. So for yes. example actually during this pandemic, if you notice there were so many there are so many um, posts and products being sold mm-hmm. that um, are said to boost the immune system. You know they're banking on people being afraid. Um, of getting sick, and then vitamins are sold left and right, and things like that. So I believe that the more uh, medical information that's accurate that's put out there, then the greater likelihood that um, people will encounter these, and hopefully believe this um, more than the misinformation. Yeah,
0: especially during the time of social media, there's so many millennials and young people who are always online. So I, I love it every time I see TikToks with statistical backgrounds and all of that. So I find that amazing. So thank you for doing what you're doing. And going into your life, uh, I know I've read in a couple of articles and also talking with Princess and you, you faced so many adversities in your life. At one point, you became a single mom due to Mm -hmm. different types of situations and circumstances. So I would just like to ask, how were you able to get through all these challenges and still manage to pursue your passions?
1: Uh, I think it's because of the many other storms I had to weather growing up. Like, um, I came from a broken family. That's what they used to call that before when I was young. And so I guess I had been exposed to several instances wherein it's not the usual. No, It has been stressful or there has been loneliness and all these negative factors such that um, when more problems came in, I had been... Um, more, what do you call this, parang Sanaina. No? Resilient, and, um, yeah. Resilient, yes. In a way, um, it's something that we can develop actually. And whenever we are faced with storms or whenever I had to go through something, I believe that I had been able to go through them because I had support. No, And it's not just that the support came, it's because I sought support. For example, I spoke with my family, I had my friends, were always advising me, I was talking to them, I was actually unloading uh, my my feelings or I was sharing how I felt with them. And in a way, it's just like, it's like I'm, I have a lot of psychiatrists, you know, I'm able to process my experiences and feelings with them. And then later on, I realized that uh, if I tried to change my perspective and I would be able to deal with the situation better. So for example... When I was younger or when we were younger, my sister and I, after going through my parents' separation or our parents' separation, um, we learned to think of it as we have a strong and loving mom, you know, instead of, oh, we don't have a dad anymore, something like that. And so um, in every situation that we face, now my sister and I, we try to think of the silver lining, we would try to believe because it's actually true that there's always a reason for things that happen. And sometimes we only know those things many years from now. So the more I changed my perspective or outlook, the better things seem. Despite all the challenges I had gone through already, and there's already a lot, if you have a grateful heart, kasi parang you always see the brighter side of things. And it's been a habit of mine to say thank you to God. For the littlest of things, it doesn't mean that, of course, it wasn't painful, you know, the experiences. um, There were days wherein, you know, I'm sure a lot of your viewers have gone through trials in their lives. And there will really be a point wherein you are so down and depressed. Like, there were days I don't want to wake up first, no? Not anymore, it's just like, I just wanted to sleep longer. Because it makes you not realize that you're dealing with the real thing, that it's not a dream. But then you wake up and you think of the reasons why you need to get up and you need to work on yourself. You need to continue living and going on for those other people in your life who are also very important. And you know, time will eventually make you forget. I believe that time really heals or at least make us forget. So I think that should be the meat of how I got through the many trials in my life. And also, I like to pray. I talk to God a lot. It's not like I recite prayers which are memorized. But I guess he's also my psychiatrist. You know, I just talk to him in my head. Not like out loud, but sometimes you just need to process your thoughts. Some people do better when they write it. Journaling. But I, I don't have time to journal anymore. But I usually just make it you know uh, the conversations are in my head when when I sleep before I sleep but it's really more of learning to process what you go what you're going through i think it's time for us to realize the most important things in our lives that would be good health your loved ones contentment maybe we can let go of the frivolous things that we were very occupied with prior to this pandemic.
0: Yeah, thank you so much for sharing that super deepening story. I mean, with all these storms that occurred in your life, I'm sure it wasn't easy to handle. I I find it so amazing that to this day, you're able to bounce back and come back stronger. So thank you for sharing that. And thank now, you. Look, looking into it, when I've read somewhere in an article that you weren't supposed to be a rheumatologist, what made you change your mind and why did you choose this field?
1: Initially, I wanted to become a cardiologist. I think, I believe, a lot of students, medical students, would want to pursue cardiology because it's fascinating the heart, no, it's functions. But then later on, I already have my daughter and That was during residency in internal medicine and I realized doing cardiology would entail three extra years with duties, meaning I don't go home, I have to stay in the hospital and it would be very toxic. We call it toxic in medlingo, it's very busy and you Mm -hmm. you don't really sit down and all that. Um, And so I decided to just change my subspecialty and my second choice at the time was in infectious diseases mm-hmm. but of course it was also not something my family was favorable to at the time because when I was deciding at the time there was also the H1N1 pandemic and a lot of physicians got infected and then they said you might just bring home that infection to your daughter and so I let it go as well and rheumatology was a far third choice um, but looking back it's or not maybe looking at not looking back but looking at it now i'm really glad i chose rheumatology because it's not as busy as cardiology i don't have a lot of admitted patients who are critical i mean just a few critical patients but not like getting calls every night the way my husband is because he's a cardiologist um my time is more flexible because most of our patients are managed in the outpatient clinic and so I'm very thankful that I was led to that specialty instead, and I believe it also goes with how I usually um, accept things. No, um, I try to be happy and content wherever I am, but it, this doesn't mean that I'm not competitive, no, or I don't want to achieve. It's just that if I know this is really where I'm supposed to be or where I will end up being, um, even if it's not what i really wanted in the first place but i don't have any choice anymore then i just make do with the situation and find the you know the silver lining mm-hmm. find what i love about it and now i'm so in love with my field and i'm so so glad that i'm a rheumatologist and not a cardiologist i wouldn't be able to do this if i were in yeah. cardiology as in wala
0: I mean, like you said earlier, there's a reason for everything. And I'm glad you chose this path or this path, it led you to it. So thank you for that. And I understand that you're also passionate about lupus care and treatment. So could you share with us your advocacy on this autoimmune disease?
1: I am passionate about teaching about uh, medical conditions in general, not just lupus, but just so happened that um, we were able to set up this foundation, the Hope for Lupus Foundation, because uh, the president M Aglipay Villar has lupus and she approached us in PGH and of course we had joined her because we really want to advocate for awareness raising and for more people to know what the condition is. But it doesn't mean that um, I'm focused on that alone. In general, I teach more about rheumatism but actually anything that I feel like I can talk about, for example, in the clinic, my patient would ask me, ano batalaga yung NPO, if you've heard of it, yung nothing per Orem, before their fasting blood sugar tests. And then I had to explain to her that she doesn't need to um, not in- ingest anything. Because what people usually think is even water is prohibited, but in fact, it is not. No? So, yeah, na isit ko lang na, a lot of people don't know this. And it's very hard not to drink and eat anything for eight hours or more. So when I after I talked to her about it, I decided to record it and just post it out there, you know, just so more people would hear about it. But yun nga, I guess Lupus is really what's advertised more or what I talk about more simply because we have that foundation. And um, it's come to light more recently or fairly recently since Selena Gomez um, posted that she yeah. had a kidney transplant. And so more people became interested, in the lupus?
0: And lastly, what can you share to our fellow sheroes about resiliency and how can young girls with a dream become sheroes mm-hmm. like yourself?
1: I would like to share with your audience, especially the young ladies out there that you're not born with resilience. It's something that we can work on. So it's not like you can think that you're weak, or you can cope with problems. Um, It's something that you can work on and build on. We can do this by building connections. And by connections, I mean real connections with people you see, people you're with, and not just social media connections now i really believe those connections while significant for many and while this can help with our ego or with our sometimes actually they really help a lot Um, but it's also important to um, be connected more with the people who are with you your relatives your friends now those you love and those who love you back and then we prioritize relationships over other things like material things. Um, if you're going through a problem, it's good to look for groups that can help. For example, if you, have a, if you have lupus, and this is what we're doing with Hope for Lupus, we enjoin them to join the Hope for Lupus Club because then they'll meet other people with similar conditions. And then they realize that they're not alone. They're not alone. I think it's important to always take care of ourselves. You know, foster wellness. We should try not to drown our sorrows in like alcoholic drinks or other negative outlets. And it's good if we are able to find a purpose in our lives. I hope you have um, experienced this already. You no, know? if you are helping someone, you'll realize that your problems. Uh, do not seem as big anymore. I really hope you can try that or you've experienced that. The more you help others, the lesser your problems seem to be. A lifelong achiever, she's one of the youngest professors at the UP College of Medicine. Her passion and zeal for medicine is matched by her interest in the arts, which has tapped to raise funds for her causes. With her contagious zeal, Dr. Jing brings people together to work for the betterment of the health of the Filipino people. Our awardee for Health and Medicine, a big hand for Dr. Geraldine P. Zamora. And um, let's try to be more proactive with the problems that we are facing. You know, we try to look for solutions. And we should not envision resiliency as a life without stress or without problems because we will really have stressful events problems day in day out because these are part of life i would say i am resilient i guess i can think of it as if i'm a bamboo i believe that i have withstood pretty devastating storms i'm very fortunate that after each storm i was able to rise up again and proceed with my calling which is to be a doctor and to help people get better And it's just a matter of focusing your perspective and um, looking at the silver lining while accepting change and working for our own improvement. So I hope that doesn't sound like toxic positivity because it's really something I don't advocate for as well. What I think what separates positivity or what um, differentiates the two, yung positivity and toxic positivity is that in toxic positivity, we tend to forget our problem. I mean, we we tend to ignore our problems. For example, you ignore that you're in debt, and you keep on spending because you want to forget about your problems. So that's not what we mean by positivity. It's just the right amount of positivity without neglecting that there's an issue and that there's something we should work on.
0: Thank you so much, Doctor. I think for such an insightful last message to us, and I can't wait to hear about you some more. And actually meet you in person someday so thank you so much for being after here the on show. after the thank pandemic you. after thank
1: you yes the pandemic. thank you
0: Pauline. thanks <laughs> thank for having you me so much